coming up this week, fake Disneyland coupons are circling, circulating once again on Facebook. No. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter has soft opening. And Garden Walk gears up for 2016. Plus later, Tony counts down the top five snacks for under $5. All that coming up next. From points across California and beyond, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 549 for the week of February 14th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nance Johnson. Hey there. Mary Jo Malata-Willie. Hello. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there, lovers. And Tony Spatel. Hello. Oh my goodness, how are you folks doing? <laughs> I am trying to get settled in here in my hotel room and my... Oh, poor Tom. Oh, I know. It's so hard no. recording a podcast in a hotel room. <laughs> sure, I, right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I mean, no. it's... Come on, man. <laughs> the chair is too short. I can't reach the microphone. Right. Bed. Is that what you do? I know. No, I'm. Oh, yeah, I know. They're talking about a first world problem. No, mm. I. Yes, actually, it's funny you say that, Tom, because I had the same issue today. But I moved the little, like, slidable extra desk. Mm-hmm. I moved it over and then sat at the tiny desk. So I nice. hear you. I kind of nice. feel you. Yeah. All right. So I am at the Walt Disney World Swan. Um, come on by. Uh, I have. Waters to Sunny. They're really cool. Um, so, and I'm here for, to, to spend some time with the Orlando team and I will be on the Orlando show on Tuesday. So be sure to tune in. That is at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, how was everyone else's week? Any, anything exciting? Carol, I did some exciting things yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, go we, drop, we, drop those names. We went to the <laughs> Walt Disney Family Museum and we heard a talk uh, from Dom, Don Hahn. He was being interviewed by um, Tom and Tony Bancroft, who are animators. They worked on Mulan uh, and several other films, but Mulan's probably one of their best known. And they interviewed him. He talked primarily about Mel Shaw, where there's an exhibit going on there. And I'll probably talk a little more about Mel in a future episode. But uh, he, Don Hahn's hilarious. He's just so good. And I think he recently just got an Annie Award or something. And and then we then drove over to for a Valentine's dinner at our you know our friend's place, John and Nancy. Uh, you may have heard of them, <laughs> Lasseter. And so we were in a really nice, intimate gathering. It was under forty people at their winery and we had an amazing meal we just chatted what was priceless though is he just walks up to me and says hello i'm john lassiter i want to say seriously (laughs) are you serious yes and but it was just so much fun because we were just talking with him and his wife about uh, about winemaking and you know they were talking about how much this is a family experience and how it reminds them of their family and how each of the wine is, is, is that they make is from sort of a, a different time of their life. 
And it was just terrific. Nobody brought up anything about Pixar or Disney. It was just a really, really lovely evening. So, so that was, that was our big, uh, sort of pre-Valentine celebration. So, so Michael, you, if it's mm-hmm. not Disney or Pixar, what do you talk to John Lasseter about? We're, well, we're, it, this, this evening it was primarily about you wine. Know? He talked about the wine and, and the impact of the weather, the drought uh, on the vines. And it was just all kinds of things. I mean, he has a real passion for this. So does his wife, Nancy. And then he talked about, uh, you know, like the grapes that they use in some of their wines, their French blends. These are grapes that when they went to Europe on their honeymoon, that it went, they were in France or something. And they, these were, when they tasted this wine and these grapes, which were not common in the United States, they loved it so much. They, that's what inspired them to start their own winery. And they started out by growing just these grapes for themselves. And then they, uh, so they could make their own wine as, as a remembrance of, of their travels together. And then they, now they've expanded that. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's an ingredient in many of their wines. And so it's things like that. I mean, it was just really nice, you know, so, um, Anyway. The, the important question, I think Jonathan kind of brought this up. What shirt was he wearing? He was, well, if you go on my Facebook page, you'll see it. He was, <laughs> he was wearing, uh, just a, a very simple Hawaiian shirt. Uh, it was orange and white, sort of orange, um, flowers, Hawaiian flowers. And on so a white not, not promoting one of his films. Huh? No, he, he rarely does that. So oh. it's usually just, a, you know, just a standard Hawaiian shirt. Cool. And sorry, that was Jonathan and Mixler. So, um, Hello to our friends listening live on Mixler.com. Every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Pacific, we broadcast live on Mixler. Be sure to join us. Uh, links are in our show notes page and on Facebook. Um, want to give a shout out to Tim. He, uh, is a listener, but he found us the other day at the Fresno State, uh, baseball alumni game and said hello and had some signed balls for West. So. That was kind of cool. His brother was is is uh, alumni uh, on, from the from the baseball team, so he was able to get Wes some some signed balls, and it's kind of cool that to meet a listener outside of the Disney bubble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So thank you, Tim. Um, any other housekeeping? I went to the parks this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, you wow. know, continuing the, yeah, Kelly and I went for dinner on Friday, mm-hmm. which we'll join in when Tony reviews that restaurant. And then mm-hmm. we went de- for breakfast yesterday. And when Tony, re- we'll have input when Tony reviews that <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> and then, um, today I, I went down there just basically to, to walk, just to visit the park and see flag retreat ceremony. Cause you know, I like that and everything. And I noticed that Autopia's it's all covered. So, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. they're going through the refurbishment. So that was interesting. It was very hot, very crowded. Again, just to keep, let everybody know that those three day weekends, you want to get to Disneyland early in the morning when the park opens and take advantage of going there. And then about three thirties when it starts to kind of cool down a little bit and it gets to be more bearable. Um, so just keep that in mind. And we always say that, but I just want to reiterate that. And also, if you want to ride the Main Street 
cars. They close them down at 2 p.m. for the in preparation for the parade. So I always like to ride the horse the horse carriage or Nancy has told us about the omnibus riding on the second level, the upper level, which I like to do now, um, which is a lot of fun. So the, the parks were a lot of fun, but crowded. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, and also in, the AP go Michael, I've got your recipe cards. Ooh, thank and you. What was, to, what was yeah. this week's? Um, this week's was Adventureland. And the characters were King Louie and Baloo. And yeah. so we got a cool... What was our recipe? Uh, the, I'm sorry. The recipes this week were the loaded baked potato soup mm. and the Crescent City salad. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. So both of those are really good. And then they had some... I also got last week's because I had already got last week's for Michael, but now I got them for me. <laughs> and so I got plenty of them. They're fun. And then they give you these pamphlets with fun things to do. So last week, I think I told you it was the Fun Facts Tour of Main Street and Buena Vista Street. And this week, they gave us all a treasure hunt. Uh, it's called Live the Adventure. And so they give you, it's kind of like an I Spy type of game. And you pick the pictures up. And if you're, um, they have corresponding letters, and if you get the letters correct, then it'll spell out a mystery message. It's a mystery phrase. So that's has a it, lot of fun. Has anybody been posting these up on the Disneyland board over on, on Disboards? Yeah, on the Disboards, they have a, and somebody's been asking about the AP, uh, AP experience, and so different people. We have a, a few posters that go to Disneyland quite often that have been, um, putting the information on those boards. And then I put pictures too when I, um, on that same board of the button and of the the pamphlets. That's a great way to share um, any kind of these ex- these special experiences that you know other people might you know who don't have the benefit of being locals or annual pass holders. You know, if they want something fun to do on their twenty seven thousandth trip, <laughs> or you know, their first or second if they're staying multiple days, right. It, and I, I do, I do, um, recommend them. And next week it's going to be Fantasyland. And rumor has it that it's going to be Roger Rabbit in stage 17 at California nice. Adventure. Oh, I thought you meant he was the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit stew. Yeah. <laughs> that, that hey man, I got really a rabbit funny. if you want it. <laughs> but you have to clean it. You know, uh, I'll even process them for you as uh, much as my kids would be mad. <laughs> wow. Fatal attraction. Mm-hmm. Piggy's Bal- gotta go. <laughs> you mentioned Baloo, right, Mary Jo? Yes, he was there this week with um, it, King Louis. He's, he's actually been at in the front of the park taking pictures the last couple times I've been there. Oh, that's oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah, over by by where the the um, stroller stroller used to be. Strollers used to be. Okay. So that as you enter right there, in the, Disneyland, it's like on the to the right, on the, to the right side of yeah, the b- floor, b- Mickey Floral. B- b- right, before you go in, under the tunnel. Interesting. Yeah. which Yeah, and, and it's been twice that he's been there, which is kind of weird. All right. Any other housekeeping? Don't look at me. I'm bland this week. <laughs> nice. Well, we, uh, have, um, we have housekeeping from Danny and Mixler. Okay. He's he's saying that the new security building that's behind the Mickey and Friends is almost done. 
And oh, the cool. same thing oh, yeah. with the new parade building. I noticed some, so the construction, they, they built a wall. Um, when you walk, uh, when you walk towards the parking structure from the Disneyland Hotel, they've actually put a brick wall there in the corner. Oh. So, and they have a, a booth there. But he said the same thing with the, the security new building he's talking about is over there by, um, in the, in the, is it Pinocchio parking lot? Yeah, that's where I'm talking like, about. Yeah, yeah, that's where the where like they have the buses and park. It's some, right. It's some where they have yeah. the trams. So be where the trams yeah. um are up yeah. against the yeah the street that little street that goes right there. Mm-hmm. I think it's Magic Way. Um, yeah, but that uh, I that's new. I that that was the first time that I saw that over there, and they seem to have started construction in the back. I was over. I was up. I went up to the top of. The parking structure, so that's the mini level, and mm-hmm. you could see the cranes, and you could see um, some. They've already started to clear some of the the area back there. I did share that with some of my closest Periscope friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> drink <Three>. once. <laughs> yeah. All I have is water. Dang it! Let me, let me, let me oh, there's the Bing. Yeah. The see if there's a mini bar. Um. Wait, All how did you get a Bing in your room? Or is that That's Michael? not me. That wasn't me. That was Michael. <laughs> Good job, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> that was a total score. <laughs> and don't forget to check out all the other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. Um, Monday would be the Dreams Unloaded Travel Show up on... Um, you'll find that on the DizUnplugged.com, but also on their YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Travel. Uh, Tuesday, as I said, is the live Orlando show at 10 a.m. Pacific. Wednesday is live at 10 a.m. The Trip. And Thursday is the Universal show, also live at 10 a.m. Um, and I've been waiting to say this. Happy anniversary to everyone. This is, this coming up week is our fifth anniversary of the Disneyland edition. And we don't look a day over one. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes. Hey, positivity here. Okay. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long day. All right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. I'm in a different time zone. Right, Tony? What t- what, what, where are you at? How far are you from me this time? I'm only one hour away from no, you. Only now. one hour, I'm in okay. Central. You're yeah. in Central Time, okay. Yeah. Houston. Houston. Planet Houston. Okay. So he's right yes. between us, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm waving. Uh, I probably waved the wrong way. Okay. All right, time for this week's news. What do you got for us, Tony? Well, that would be my rapid fire, so that's not the right tab. Nope. How about we go with another about ticket scam? Another, because right? people just don't get Love it. Love their ticket scams. Yeah. So it's, and can you guess where it's circulating? <laughs> Anyone? Facebook. So it's a coupon for four free tickets to Disneyland. Obviously not a scam. <laughs> the, offer, the offer claims to be valid until February 25th, but it really is just a scam. This type of scam and what it is, people have been trying to pull over on Disneyland and Disneyland lovers for at least five years, said David Koenig, who has written several books about the theme park. We could, why couldn't we have been interviewed for this story? We could have told you. Say, said Tony Spatel, who's, done pl- who's read plenty of articles from our website sharing these stories. Don't I, I, I think um, they're... I know why they're not asking you. 
really. I'm not okay. Well, I I still don't understand. I'm a little sad, but that's okay. Um, you Get really her. enjoyed saying that, Michael. Thank you. It kind of hurt my feelings, but that's okay. There are misspelled words, explained Koenig. It's supposedly four free tickets to Disneyland, but all the rent. Oh, this is nice. But all the restaurants it mentions are in Disney World in Florida. <laughs> so. Oh man. Why you have to listen to our podcast? Koenig said the scammers are typically trying to get personal information, such as home phone numbers, social security numbers, or anything they can use for nefarious purposes. Disneyland officials said so far they've received only a handful of inquiries about the coupon. Well, so. I, I, you see that all the time on Facebook, where, where it's like Disneyland is giving away four free passes. Yeah. Cl- click like. And yeah, and it's like no. Disney l- underscore land or you know something you know that's not quite the right. It's like Mark Zuckerberg giving you a free pig. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Zuckerberg's People want to believe so badly. <laughs> Zuckerman's pig. I know. All right. Um, all right. What else is in the news, Tony? Well, there's more discussion of how we're going to make Garden Walk legitimate. <laughs> Ooh. So. I wish them luck. So what's happening? So, well, we're gonna find. Wow, that was like like we. She's set that she up. actually. <laughs> I'm listening like she was to interested. you. I want to know. Like she was actually interested. <laughs> yes. So, just so people know, it opened. It's 460,000 square feet. It opened in 2008 during the Great Recession. After eight years and hundreds of local jobs later, the center hasn't taken off, and we know that in 2010 there was bankruptcy. And the problem is they don't have enough foot traffic, which is interesting because we know that. And I think maybe afterwards we can discuss, discuss what we think they can do. And even though other malls have survived and thrived during this period, Garden Walk has struggled to keep rent-paying stores and restaurants. So now they're being made over again, shifting hard from retail to entertainment and food. Now, I'm going to interrupt there. Shouldn't they have been entertainment and food to begin with? Well, there's no no malls that were close, so that was a nice thought. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. It was a nice thought, but it didn't come... To reality, I mean. See, I think if they would have put something like, I know we're in the middle of the story, but something like a Target. Yes. That that people that are staying around could really use. Kind of like how they've done with the CVS and the Walgreens, except I don't know where you park. But anyways. Okay, so a temporary UFO exhibit is already open. Soon the center will get a Latin dance club, a Brazilian-themed steakhouse, and a relocated house of blues. And over the next few years, plans include adding one of the Anna, one of Anaheim's new luxury hotels nearby. The city has not contributed any money or offered any tax breaks lately to help the center, a city representative confirmed. John Woodhead, Anaheim's Director of Community and Economic Development, shies away from the word makeover. Instead, he describes <laughs> changes at Garden Walk as a uh, repositioning. Are they going to move it like a game show set? Just like No, it's like a cruise. Around? Yeah, oh. nice. <laughs> To make the center a vibrant, in quotes, nighttime destination. Retail analyst Greg Stoffel said that from the beginning, the Garden Walk has been a lost opportunity. The changes can't make the center any less successful than it already is. <laughs> they Wow. They can only help the center in the local area. I don't think Anaheim's nightlife scene will substantially change or shift with or without the changes. So, apparently it does, though. They think eventually gonna, it's going to eventually make some money. Um, despite its large size, Garden Walk is 460,000 square feet and downtown Disney, 300,000. 
Retail experts say the center's design is a problem. The restaurants that face Catella have done really well, but they were over-aggressive in the design that hurt the center, Stoffel said. The farther you get away from Catella, the more vacancies you find. Interesting. Adding the House Makes of sense. Blues to the upper level of the center is expected to draw more people inside the center, not just to the restaurants on Catella. While design might not be an easy fix, more foot traffic traffic might be on the way if one of the hotels could help. So, just a reminder that earlier this year, Anaheim approved plans for the 466-room Marriott, a 12-story hotel within walking distance of Disneyland and Garden Walk. A second hotel is also be added near the center. That's Still, a JW Stoffel, Marriott. Yeah. He accepts the Marriott will help Garden Walk. Even if it generates only 70% occupancy, it will drive an extra 20,000 visitors a month to walk in and around the center. They're also going to focus more on eating and less on shopping. That The plan is focused on adding more food and entertainment venues to the center, a trend that is playing out in malls all across Orange County in Southern California. The center's biggest announcement, we've said, is House of Blues. In addition, they want... Um, they think that uh, Garden Walk patrons are in, that are in the area for a trip to Disneyland, with some taking a break from the neighboring convention center, while others, a lot of those people are Orange Local, County locals, and they think this new food and entertainment will hopefully drive them. So, there's a rumba room coming in. I could keep going on forever and ever. Um, I, that's it. That's that. I was hoping to see some like Mary Jo, some more like, and here's what else is coming. But right. they basically said food and entertainment. Well, how about food and entertainment? I think it's funny. That they meant, not funny, but I think it's interesting that they mentioned how it's set up. Because it is set up while everything's on the outside, but there's nothing to get you inside. Mm-hmm. Like the Cheesecake Factory and Bubba Gump and all that stuff is really packed because you see it. And why did they put them all in one All the restaurants corner. on the outside. Yeah. Why wouldn't you put those deep in? Well, maybe because they said if you want us, you're putting us on the outside. Well, no, no, no. Also, they're furthest away from Disneyland, so maybe they were thinking people would walk through the through the Garden Walk to get to them. Right. Passing except the stores the, along the way. Yeah, except now, that the path is... Garden, are they still ahead. using Garden Walk for a parking structure? Is, Sometimes. Is Disney still rerouting? On really busy days, they are. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, Mary Jo? The... The route to go through the shopping area, though, isn't from Disneyland. It's parallel to Harbor, right? Yeah. So you'd have to go through one of the side streets to get there anyway. So they really didn't do a good good job in designing the flow through for that area. Right, right. Now, it didn't mention in the article, but is is, um, Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill still coming? It's... Last I was down there, there was like a building that had the billboard across it, but I haven't heard anything. I checked their website well, maybe a month ago, and there was nothing like coming soon to. I know I they would put something there, like a ice skating rink or rollerblading, not rollerblading, roller skating rink or something like that, where people could go. Um, especially like when Disneyland in the off season when they close early. And people still want to do things, or even if people are in the hotels, not everybody's going to Disneyland. It'd be nice if there were some type of activity. Right now on Toby Geef Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill site, mm-hmm. it gives just the three locations and it doesn't yeah. say anything yeah. about a new site. So maybe they changed their minds. In, in Northern California, the, most of the Toby Keith's closed. Uh-huh. Interesting. 
We had what one about in our one town of those Buster and Andy. what are those called? Oh, Dave and Buster. Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. Now, that there's would be one freaking too, awesome there. There's one too close though. Yeah, in the block at, oh, yeah, in the shop, orange, the outlets yeah. at Orange, or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens when when um when House of Blues opens. Yep. All right. Thank you, Tony. Hey, Nancy, do you have the did you find anything about Harry Potter? I did. Apparently okay, cool. on the twelfth, three hundred some odd lucky people got to sit in the sun from nine AM <laughs> until three PM um when they were given um, the first entry passes into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So West Coast Edition, uh, according to um, and and I should credit my source for who had the best article was Theme Park Insider. Um, they found out about it and ran like the wind. And um, they said it wasn't just a. a a partial soft opening. It was a full, it was a full functional, um, op- soft opening. Um, it had Forbidden Journey. It had the Flying Hippogriff. The Three Broomsticks was serving food. So it was the Hogshead, Ollivanders, everything. And they said even the magic windows were operational, allowing visitors to case spells with their, the interactive wands, which, of course, the ones from Orlando do work here. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. nice to know. So if you I, if you spent the money in Orlando for one, um, and he said according to his um, attempting to eat at the three broomsticks, so he went there and said that they were better than the ones at the Leaky Cauldron, the Bangers and Mash, were better than the ones at the Leaky Cauldron in Diagon Alley, and he said they had an excellent butterbeer Potter cream dessert, and then of course they had, of course butterbeer. And uh, he went through the, he rode the flying hippogriff. Um, the, they put the, the Weasley's Fort Anglia is in the Forbidden Journey queue because some of the queue is more outside than it is, um, you know, in, in Florida, they have to put a little bit more on the inside because of, or undercover because of the rains. But, you know, here we don't have to worry about that quite as much, so they have a lot of more winding queues outdoors. Um, he said that the 3D glasses here, um, what, it's basically the same ride, but you have a 3D version of the film instead of a 2D version of the film, um, like you do in Florida. And he said that they only had these standard 3D glasses and not the Quidditch goggle versions that they have in Japan. Hmm. So that they kept sliding on his nose during the ride. I have my Star Wars 3D glasses. Can I take those and use them? <laughs> I'm my, not we, really we, we sure. <laughs> anyway, um, um, they do have a single rider line. He mentioned oh, that. Cool. That there's a single rider line for it. Uh, how did this, this glasses Which, stay on your head on that attraction? I have no idea. That's a... No. Yeah. It's magic, I, Tom. Okay. It is. We, well, we need and to go appa- try it out. And apparently the um, single rider lane takes you straight to the Gryffindor common room. And then into the room of requirement. So, um, 
He said that it seemed like some of the areas were plussed even more, so we'll have to, when we get our chance to go see it, um, it, he said the 3D didn't really help the ride make it any better, but, um, said, uh, use, if you're visiting Universal Studios Hollywood right now, use the hashtag, use the hashtag Potterwatch on social media, um, and that's when people, that's how people are finding out about the, the, the soft openings. And they're calling also, them technical rehearsals. Also, um, if you're signed up on the Universal site, you'll get emails. I got an email that said, um, for people who were getting the season pass, that they were eligible to go to the soft openings. Wow. And that it was non-transferable, so that's why Jeff's like, okay. Okay. Yeah, you have to sign up on the Universal site. So that's just another way that you can I guess I'm going to have to do that, break down and yeah, do that, since free. that's up in my neck of the woods. It's really, really, really early. Wow. Seven weeks early, something like that, right? Well, maybe well, they want to avoid all the issues they have yeah. in, in Orlando. I mean, if we can all remember back to how bad the Orlando yeah. Wizarding World um, soft openings were. Yeah. It was a well, nightmare. I speculated that it would be before... Spring break, so I win. <laughs> I'm not sure what I win, but you weigh one. I win. What? Never mind. Not sure what I won. There we go. <laughs> Whew, it's gonna be a long night. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Okay. Time no for rapid fires. Let's start with Mary Jo. Okay, so Knott's Berry Farm <laughs> is kind of. Following along Disneyland's or Disneyland and Disney World's um, moat um, way of doing things, so they've introduced Copy Fun Picks, which gives you unlimited photos added to your season pass for only thirty nine ninety nine, and it's similar to the Disneyland's Photo Pass system, where Knots will take pictures of you at the front entrance, the meet and greet with Peanuts characters, and some of the rides there. There's also, which I think this is cool, there's designated fun pick spots at the entrances of some of the themed areas where you um, open your Knott's Park app, which of course you're going to download on your smartphone. You scan a QR code with your smartphone to get some fun frames and borders to enhance your pictures. So I think that's pretty cool that you can do that too. You can keep track of your fun fix photos on your Knott's Berry Farm app. Download or share the pictures with family and friends from the mobile app. You can also order the prints while in the park and receive a special rate or you can go to the website myfunpics.com to order or .com, excuse me, to order the prints and fun photo souvenirs from your account. You get the unlimited digital downloads of all of your FunPix photos and savings on prints and souvenirs for a single day purchase of $29.99. So if you have an annual pass, it's going to be $39.99 and for a single day it's $29.99. So it's a good deal if you have a pass and if you go there often enough. Um there's a lot more information on their website. Um, there's a fax and, you know, what happens if you lose it and other questions and stuff. So I sent the link to Tom, so hopefully he'll add them in our show notes so that um, <laughs> so that you can look them up. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of think it's neat that they're doing this, especially since this year they're going to be, uh, you know, doing they have all this stuff happening with Ghost Town with the anniversary this year. And I've been taking advantage of my um, photo pass on my, now that I, it's part of, we were forced to get it with our, well, did I say it that way? Um, with our, 
with, with our, our no longer premium pass. It's, it's the, a new the, benefit. Uh, yeah, the new benefit. Well, now that we, now that it is a new benefit, one of the cool things that I, that they had at the California Adventures Blue Sky Cellar are cast members who are helping people download the app on their phones and connect our annual passes to them and also connect the photo pass to them so that we have everything at, in our, at our fingertips in our apps. And so the pictures I took today are already on my phone with really cute little um, Tinkerbell and stuff like that in them. So I think whether you're at Knott's Berry Farm or at Disneyland, if especially if you have an annual pass or you have an opportunity to get these passes, go ahead and download, download the apps at either park and take advantage of these different locations. And Nancy and I were talking earlier, and there's 14 different sites at Disneyland. And I think we're going to talk more about that at a later show, right? Sure. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm debating whether to get it at Nussberry Farm. Do I really want to pay the, the $40 to get these, mm. the fun pics? You know, do I go often enough where I want to take the right. pictures? So right. some, something I have to think about, you know, one of my first world problem things. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Speaking of knots, this isn't my rapid fire, but in a couple weeks, I'm going to go get to take a look at the construction that's going on for. Uh, Ghost Rider and Mrs. Knott's Chicken Dinner Restaurant. So I will bring that to you afterwards and we'll tell you what, tell you what's going on. Winner uh, chicken dinner. Bring yes. us some chicken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, following up on what Mary Jo was saying about the, the, the smartphone app. Um, not only have they added the pictures to the app, but they've upgraded the app quite a bit. Um, now has an interactive map. Um, on there, and it's it's uh, looks like it works a lot like the like like she was saying about the Disney the Disney and Disney or Disney Island Disney World apps. Um, when you're in the park, it will list ride times or wait times for the rides, which is kind of cool. Um, your picks, and it also <coughs> has a car finder. <coughs> so when you get there, you you tell it where your car is, and then later on, it will help you find your car at the end of the day. That's cool. Yeah. Ooh. Also, season pass holders, their Mary Jo, can attach their <laughs> passes to the app. So you can put your pass info on your app and then have, have it there when you want to use it for discounts and things like that. So sounds like we need to go to Knots and test this. I think so. I'm going to download an app right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, if you had the app, all you just need to do is update. But if you don't ha- didn't have the app before, you need to download it. But yeah, it's it's in the latest update, which is kind of cool. Um, Michael. Well, it's time again for Thumper and his pals to come hopping down the Main Street mm-hmm. Trail. Because I'm so egg-sighted. Because, <laughs> no. Uh, oh, no. because the Di- well, Disneyland extravaganza continues. You might have remembered from past Easter seasons, uh, at Disneyland and uh, Disney California Adventure, they have the extravaganza each spring where you can uh, go hunting for hidden Easter eggs for a prize. Well, this year, you if you really enjoy this, you can even do it at Downtown Disney in addition to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Uh, maybe they should do this at Garden Walk, too. Might get some people over there. <laughs> they might. 
That's a so, good incentive. No, yeah. it still probably wouldn't help. So here's what you can expect. From March 2nd to the 27th, or while supplies last, you have to search for special hidden eggs-themed Disney characters. And what you do is you get a specially-themed egg extravaganza map um, for whatever area you're in, whether it's Disneyland, uh, California Adventure, or Downtown Disney. And then as you... F- there's a sticker for every one of these eggs. So as you find the egg, you place its matching sticker on the map. Um, maps and stickers can be purchased for five ninety five plus tax, and there are no discounts for this one. Which so, I think is up a dollar from last year, right? I don't remember. Hmm. At, at Disney California Adventure Park, you can get them at Elias and Company, Humphreys Service and Supplies, Off the Page, Oswald's, Sarge Supplies, Huts, and Treasures in Paradise. At Disneyland Park, you can get it at the Disney Anna Shop. A Disney, a Disney showcase. It's a small world toy shop, little green men's store, um, pieces of eight, uh, pioneer mercantile and strombolis. And in downtown Disney, Anna and Elsa's boutique, of course, D street, Disney pin traders, wonderground gallery and the world of Disney store. You can also get them at the hotels, uh, at acorns and gifts in Disney's grand Californian, um, Mickey in Paradise at Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel and the Fantasia Gift Shop at the Disneyland Hotel. wonder if so, those are the downtown Disney versions? Probably. I think so. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think you get them for your area. Yeah. And so now, so once you get your maps, you can choose whether you want to hunt for them or not. Uh, so, and then, because you can just buy the map and then go to where you redeem it and get your prize. And you, you can still have a pristine map with all the stickers, you know, not stuck on the page and all that. Sort of like they did in that scavenger hunt they did on the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. A lot of people mm-hmm. wanted to keep the maps without um, putting the or, or doing the, you know, the little trivia questions. They just wanted to keep everything pristine. So, um, so you'll get the prize no matter what. So. But the thing is, is that there are only, there are certain redemption centers where you have to return them. Just because you bought the map in a shop doesn't mean that's where you return them to redeem your prize. So the redemption centers are at Elias and Company in Disney California Adventure, the Disney Showcase in Disneyland, and the World of Disney Store in Downtown Disney. So, uh, so anyway, the eggs are supposed to be different this year. So, have an exciting time finding the Easter eggs at Disneyland. Yeah, we did it last year. Um, and if you buy only one map that you bring it back, it, they'll have like where you draw and, you know, you get a random, random egg. So we just paid for six maps and then they give you the whole set. Oh, okay. So, um, and another, uh, tip is to just buy them from the, the shop that is the redemption center. So go to Disney showcase shop and buy them there. And then you can just instantly redeem them. There are quite a few adults doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think they had, uh, if I remember correctly, they had a, it was like a kiosk outside of the showcase shop to the right there, kind of where the, where the new, um, pass-through doors are where they do the meet and greets and mm-hmm. things like that. 
out, out to the to the right there. So I will Still looks say like that they this is this is pretty popular. So um, if you're going to be going to the parks and you want to do this, do this at the beginning of your stay. As the, when it, I think wasn't it by the time they got to Easter, they were out of the yeah. eggs. Well, and they're, they're doing it for a longer period this time too. So. Maybe they're getting a more stock then because it's pretty popular to do. Yeah. Plus, it's fun looking for the eggs. They're they're not so hidden that it's hard, Mm-mm. but it's fun because they give you the general area where you're supposed to find them, and then you you go and you look for them. So it's a fun little activity. I'm glad that they're doing it in downtown Disney too. That's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Yeah, up on the balconies of the Grand California or something. All right, thank you, Michael. Uh, Nancy. Okay, well, if you ever wanted to go to Disneyland Vacation and ditch your kid for the night, or or ditch somebody for part of the day, well, guess what? You can do that at the Discovery Cube! Yes, that's right, Orange County's Discovery Cube has a... Um, coming up actually next weekend, uh, February 20th, and um, on March 12th, um, February 20th, if you have a son you want to get rid of, um, <laughs> they have the Sleepover at the Cube for Overnight Explorers. Nice. Um, and most sleepovers incorporate programming that aligns with Boy Scout and Girl Scout badge requirements. Oh, so okay, cool. Don't tell my sleep- wife this. The sleepovers include pizza, dinner, and dessert, make your own ice cream, interactive science center exhibits, exciting science demonstrations, movie presentation in the Discovery Theater, which is very nice there, um, continental-style breakfast, a souvenir patch for all participants, and a stay-in play for the day after your 9 a.m. checkout. Um, Now, like we said, this is the Discovery Cube, Orange County. It's located in Santa Ana. I'm texting my wife right now. Right off the five <laughs> freeway, um, the boys sleepover this upcoming Saturday, um, and the ne- girls sleepover March twelfth, um, and the number to call for that is seven one four nine one three five zero three zero, or you can email. Group sales, G-R-O-U-P-S-A-L-E-S, at discoverycube.org to book it. Now, you want to get rid of somebody else for a while? Well, guess what? For fi- I don't have a price this, on the sleepovers, This is so appropriate for Valentine's Day, Nancy. <laughs> I know, right? Um, for, for $15, each setting can accommodate one to four people. And it's $15 per setting, so that's actually a really good price, much better than the prices at, um, at, um, Ralph Brennan's for the, uh... Setting of what? You're getting, getting okay. there. Okay, sorry, thought I missed it. And, and, and the, and you must also have valid general admission tickets for the Discovery Cube or Discovery Cube membership. You can come at 10.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m. or 2.30 p.m. This fu- this coming weekend, February 20th and 21st, March 5th, 6th, or March 19th and 20th, any of those, for cooking classes at the Cube. Oh, cool. So basically grab your shelf, chef's help and your chef's hat and head to the Petersonville Healthy Kitchen exhibit area for an hour-long interactive cooking class. 
And you can work, um, like we said, it's from one to four people for $15. So at each setting or table, um, you can learn healthy living habits, cooking tips and tricks, and you craft homemade recipes with direction from a professional chef. Very cool. And so that sounds really super fun. Um, food allergies must be disclosed to the class chef, class chef at check-in. How far so would you, you say the Discovery Cube is from Disneyland? I know it's pretty close, but... Five to ten minutes max by the time you park. Okay. That's really Because it's right there by the mall. And uh, somebody, their overflow parking lot is actually at the mall. Right there at the exit. And it's right off of the... Uh, is that the 55 or the 22 right there? <laughs> A <laughs> big cube can't miss it. You, you can get off one exit past and come it's, back. It's just a couple exits down from. Yeah, it's just like two exits down yeah. or so. Um, but if you need to remember to take the weird little street exit that is separate in the middle of the freeway interchange, if you're going south, Google it. That because you can easily miss the exit that you need to get off to go there. Siri, please take me to the Discovery Center. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah. All right. Cool. Thank that's you, uh, that's the excitement of the Discovery Center. Woo! Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Glad you found. Your we rapid- have a membership. Glad you found your rapid fire. Um, I found that. Hey, I got that email like Tuesday. What are you I talking know, about? I know, and I, uh, but you made it sound like you didn't have a rapid. Well, fire. no, I had it. I had it up, and then I lost oh, my little okay. Okay. page. All right. Cool, Tony. If our listeners don't know who loves art more than me and hand-painted <laughs> ink. So again, this is a Mary Jo rapid fire that she so graciously gave to me. So I just make sure I give credit in parentheses, Mulatto Willie, comma, 2016. So, so I'm funny. citing my source. So I just, I just, I, I no magic. So I just cute. let everybody know. So I'm anyways, feeling love. Yes. More great news for collectors like me of our hand-painted ink and paint cells. You can, of course, because it's Valentine's Day, treat your sweetheart because today it debuted, titled Wandering Dreams, featuring Briar Rose and Prince Philip as they enjoy, enjoy a stroll past Sleeping Beauty Castle. I mean, this is, this is a rapid fire for me from, I mean, there's so much here for me. Anyways, uh, the new piece is limited to an edition size of 1,000, so it's probably already sold out by the time you've listened to this, and will be available in a variety of formats, including unframed for 150, framed for 240, framed with postcard for 260, framed with pin for 270, framed with postcard and pin for 280. Also, a specially designed pin limited to an edition size of 600 is only available with these framed formats, while supplies last. And um, if for a thousand, the Diz Unplugged Disney uh, team will sign it. So nice. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. All right. Anybody have anything else before we go? Uh. Good. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, happy anniversary, everyone. Uh. For those of you listening live on Mixler, be sure to stick around for our next segment where we talk about the top five snacks under $5 because it's our fifth anniversary. Um, 
those listening on iTunes, that is going to do over for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Wait, sure Tom, to did you yeah. did you say why you're in Orlando? Yeah, I said I was going to be on the show. Oh, okay. I wanted to make yeah. sure. Which which show is that? <laughs> the Orlando show on Tuesday. Disney World show. The Disney World show. Put it on your calendar. And are you going to do the Daily Buzz or the Daily Grind or whatever it is? <laughs> Not that I know of, no. Okay. I will be in the parks this week, though, so if you are in Florida, uh, message me and we'll, we'll say hello. I'll wave. What parks are you going to go to? Butts. Yeah. What's up? What I parks you are you going to go to? Uh, I will be at Epcot tomorrow. Um, otherwise, after, after that, I don't know. All right, thank you all. That's going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. Be sure to catch all of our other Design Plug podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.